You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSE has opened its doors for another day, so it's time for the opening with Nick Kunza from Sandland Private Wealth. Sorry I'm a little bit late at the moment. I've just been moving flat, and as you know, it's a really traumatic experience. But the markets uh, should be in a, a state of trauma, but they're not, of course, despite the fact that there's been some more lunacy in Washington. Yeah, morning, Lindsay. No, it's it's really quite difficult to figure out why everything is is so rosy and perfect. I mean, I've been watching our top forty, which was called up three hundred points, and then literally every ten minutes it's been going up a hundred points. To to now, we've just as we speak has just broken a thousand points up two point two percent. And for the life Very of me, good. I cannot fathom out why. Uh, but it's not just an uh, SA JSE story. I mean, Europe's uh, stock 600 up a percent. Uh, in fact, Germany's DAX, because uh, it was shut yesterday for, for the holidays, for the winter holidays, it yes. is uh, up two and a half percent. It's now its highest level since March the 5th before the sort of lockdowns even hit full speed. So it really is quite extraordinary. As you pointed out, the, I'm watching the S&Ps as well. Uh, they were down almost 20 points and are currently up three. 3,058 in the front month contract. Um, and this is despite uh, all the sort of the, the images coming across from the various uh, cities in America, um, certainly a bit of saber rattling still coming out of China, etc. It's just, I really, for the life of me, cannot fathom out why we are. But uh, I guess, the, as we said a while ago, the point of least resistance at the moment in these equity markets is definitely to the upside. Yeah, I understand that it's, it's, it's probably because of um, the, the hope of a vaccine that could be implemented by the end of the year. I can, I can fully understand that. I can also understand that the world is opening up a little bit and therefore there's certain taxes will be paid because people are consuming again. But I have to give you something anecdotal. And it was, um, it was last week that I was talking to Wayne McCurry. And he said he loves anecdotes because anecdotes tell you the real story on the ground. And yesterday was a public holiday in in the Netherlands as well. And on Sunday, as I was walking through the centre of Rotterdam, everyone was quite excited. Bars were opening up and uh, washing tables and uh, putting licks of paint here and there, ready for the big opening of bars on the Monday public holiday, June the 1st. And it just didn't materialise. I went. I went to a bar, and they would. It was sort of a. It was like a vending machine mentality. You know, you couldn't go to the bar and talk. You had to sit down, and they would bring you your drink and put it on a table two meters away, and you had to go and fetch it and all that. I just thought, no, I don't want to do this. And there was a complete anticlimactic feeling about uh, yesterday. And if that is what the reopening is worldwide, then I'm sorry, the stock market's getting it wrong. Yeah, they are getting it wrong, and and um, I mean, I hear the whole story on the one side. I mean, the bulls are all professing about the, the amount of, of uh, central bank stimulus that's been piled into the market, uh, the fact that we have effectively the Powell put, as, as commentators are calling it, you know, that backstop where uh, the Fed Reserve will literally be the lender of last resort. But, you know, even putting all those into the mix, the, the, the stock market before the pandemic was certainly not uh, cheap. It was expensive. And we, we were seeing markedly slowdown in global economies. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, this has made things worse. So quite how the S&P is now just shy of 5% uh, of being square for the year, given 
the moves and the stuff that we have going on currently it is, is actually quite extraordinary. And, and I must say, I'm starting to think more and more now that the, the disconnect f- between what's happening on the ground floor, as you said, and the, and the equity markets are now wider than ever before. Yes, and the other thing that I also noticed is that a lot of the shops that closed down, because of the closed down, the lockdown, the quarantine, whatever you want to call it, a lot of them have not opened up. I was on the tram this morning going up one of the busiest streets in Rotterdam, and there are shops that are not open, and they will will not open again for a while mm. until they get new proprietors. Anyway, that's my anecdotal evidence in a developed European city. Now let's have a look at the South African Stock Exchange and look at MediClinic. They came out with their full year results for the period ended 31st of March. The share price loving these numbers. Yeah, I actually thought at first glance, I mean, I can't give you too much detail because we are waiting for, there's a conference call scheduled for lunchtime, so we're going to wait to dial into that. But the headline numbers I actually thought were quite impressive. I mean, mm. the first the initial one that popped out was, you know, adjusted results are broadly in line with the expectations, um, despite the impact of COVID-19. Uh, adjusted EBITDA down 3%. I mean, that's hardly even a number given everything that's going on. Um, and certainly what is sounds quite interesting, they said since late April, elective procedures have gradually been reintroduced. So it seems to be almost like a pent-up demand that people who haven't had elected uh, procedures have been put on hold and they're waiting to, to come back on. And that's certainly going to that, – that, that earnings has not gone away. So I actually thought at first glance they were pretty good. And as you said, market-loving it at the moment. And uh, mm. as I said, I hope you give more feedback later when I, when I, listen to, when I dial into the call. But a, but a really decent set of numbers. Yes. Yes, exactly. Okay. Let's have a look at the spot prices now. Just give us what happened in the, in the States last night. It was obviously open. A lot of European countries closed. But what happened in, um, in America? You know, it was another, I guess, one of those days where it was a little bit choppy. Um, as we've seen the trend of recently starting a little bit nervous on the back foot. Uh, but the, and they were actually down quite a bit at one point as all the sort of noise was coming out of, out of the different states and Washington, etc. Mm. But I mean, retrace all those losses to to finish higher up on the day. So Dow Jones International actually ending up rising 91 points or 0.4%. Uh, S&P the same, up 11 points after being down earlier. And the Nasdaq Composite was was on a, on a tear yesterday, up almost a percent, you know, 62 points firmer. And then, as I said earlier on, S&P now only 5.4% down for this year, which is, which is actually quite extraordinary. And in fact, since March the 23rd, which we now know is the low of the U.S. equity markets, stocks have gained 40% from that bottom. That is quite astonishing. The dollar rand is 17.37. The British pound against the rand is 21.74. And the euro rand is 19.35 with the euro dollar 111.35. Commodities, uh, gold price, um, gosh, it's been really stuck in this range, hasn't it? 17.37, we'll call it, down $3 an ounce. The platinum price is down 5 to 8.48. Where's palladium, please, Nick? Pretty much the same. Palladium down eight dollars, point four percent to nineteen sixty at the moment. Any of the other commodities doing things? Because you were talking about iron ore a couple of mm. days ago, having yeah. had a, been on a real tear. Is it still tearing? It's it not on a tear, but actually, funny enough, I'll, I'll actually forward it to you for your reading. Uh, the FT out with an article this morning about iron ore and saying, mm. uh, I'll tell you the headline. It said something along the lines like this: sort of commodity is now. Uh, Growing up, or something along those lines, it says, "Oh, there was it." It says, "Iron ore comes up becomes of age," hmm. and it was quite an interesting article about um, sort of a decade ago. A decade ago, iron ore was literally with this opaque market uh, negotiations. Prices were set 
literally in rooms in Japan and China and was once a month they'd come out and say what the price was. It was very liquid. But since those days, we have two exchanges, our Singapore and the Dianan Exchange in China. Um, and those markets are now trading anywhere between 2 and 20 times that sort of physical iron ore market that comes and goes. And iron ore now, according to these guys, I don't know if I didn't realize it was that big, but iron ore now is the second most traded uh, commodity after oil. <clears throat> so definitely wow. coming to the fore. Uh, and just to answer your initial question, iron ore was flat in China today, but up, it was up 20% last month, uh, which explains the big move we've had in the light of uh, Kumba, African Rainbow, all running off the back of that. Mm, good. Uh, talking about crude oil, West Texas is up a uh, percent this morning, $35.78. And Brent crude oil is $38.80, which is one and a quarter percent higher. All right. What's in the diary today, Nick? Uh, very little. Mm -hmm. um, we do have this morning, besides MediClinic, there's nothing uh, to come out on the South African market forecast and economic data. Uh, there's only one data point I could pick up, and that is out of the UK. We had mortgage applications that's due in 15 minutes. And out of the US, there is nothing either. The only thing that we do have, of course, is those super primaries, super Tuesday primaries tonight, which we could see Joe Biden clinch the Democratic presidential nomination if he gets enough votes. Um, but at other, other the economic side, very thin. Okay, top five major moves on the upside today on my 15-minute delayed screen is Hammerson up uh, 13 and a bit percent, Vivo up 9.1, MediClinic up nearly 8 percent, Investec Limited, it's been doing well, it's up um, 6 and two-thirds percent, and South 32 up 6.3 percent. On the downside, Capital and Counties, Capco down 1.6 Sappy down 0.3. Royal Buffer King is a quarter of a percent weaker. Clicks is down a quarter as well. And Suntum is down 0.1%. On the downside, yeah, not, not much, um, not many big moves at all. It's all on the upside this morning, Nick. All on the upside. And, and, and funny enough, if you look at what sectors on the upside, a couple of interest rate sensitives, but I think also a little bit of a favor of, um, of some economies opening up. I mean, Sogo Sun Gaming. Yes. I mean, we've been speaking about this. I actually am laughing to myself. It's currently up thirty-seven percent today. Uh, the gaming or the hotels? Sorry, which which no, the gaming. Oh, gaming. The gaming. Okay. So the gaming is up thirty-seven percent. The hotels is only up nine percent. Ah. Uh, Sud International currently only up nineteen percent in the first hour of trade. Wow. Um, some of these shares have literally doubled in the last ten days, and I can't for life of me fathom out why. But, uh, yeah, I mean, these are clearly ones where, where industries are opening up again. We've seen the travel shares in America and those cruise liners also jump. But 37% uh, up on the, on the morning is a, is a decent pop. I wonder what will happen to the punters. We'll talk about this with David later on, that the punters mm. that have suddenly um, have found the, the glory of the stock market and online trading. I wonder what will happen to them when the market does take a bit <laughs> of a dip, for example, <laughs> 5 to 10% in a couple of days. I wonder how they'll handle that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I mean, as, if, if history is a, a guide, the more and more the retail punters come in, the, the closer you are to a sort of a change in trend. Mm. They normally are quite late to the market, so normally quite a, just like an unfair barometer. Yeah, and just mm. like 1929, actually, that was uh, the year before it crashed. There was a massive, mm. massive increase in uh, retail accounts. Anyway, I let's, think, hope, it, think, let's sorry, hope it doesn't happen. I was gonna, I was gonna, so this time, I think, is slightly different in the fact that um, – I mean, this is obviously the, the, the online punters being exasperated by the fact that there's no, uh, there's no gambling. Mm. Uh, there's no sports betting and all the rest of it. And funny enough, a couple of sports betting uh, houses around the world are offering uh, 
um, literally applying for for licenses for stock exchanges. Well, that's and, uh, an interesting. We, we know how this one ends. It's an interesting observation <laughs> because uh, horse racing started again in the UK yesterday, uh, mm. albeit uh, behind closed doors. Uh, but there is horse racing, so play, people like Paddy Power. I don't know what the Paddy Power share price is doing this morning. It's probably doing quite well, or has been doing well for a few days. Um, mm. And also football in the UK, the Premier League starts again on June the seventeenth with Aston Villa playing Sheffield United and Manchester City playing Arsenal. I think it is. So they. Maybe people will say, well, okay, I'll go back to football, thank you very much, and close their accounts. Or maybe they're addicted. Who knows, Nick? Fascinating stuff. Well, Paddy Power, just looking at the share price, I love I love the stock. You know what the stock code is for Paddy Power? No, what is it? It's F-L-T-R, as in flutter. Oh, very good. Love that. Yeah. Uh, that share price, since the lows in March, uh, actually, in fact, the, the, on where all the other exchanges, March the 18th was the low. It traded at uh, 54 pounds. Yes. It's now at 106 pounds. Wow. Well done, Paddy. Mm. You've doubled mm. it. Mm. You've doubled your money. You've doubled your money, Paddy. Well done. Double your money on your little flutter. Anyway. Mm. Mm. He, I, I've spoken to him so many times, but he, he's, he's handed over the media reins to a very nice young woman. I'm, I, I'm, actually, I should get her on the line and do a little bit of analysis as what what has gone on since the shutdown and now the reopening. That might be a fun interview. Yeah, okay. Mm. I'm scribbling that down now. Give us the um, JC indices after one hour and 20 minutes of trading, please, Nick. Yeah, Lindsay, it was actually quite an extraordinary. I haven't got one single stock on the top 40 in the red. Yeah, Fix yeah, yeah. was briefly in the red. It's now in the green. So we have 41 shares that trade on the top 40, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. All 41 are in the green. We have the all-share index currently up 1,062, sitting at exactly 52,000, up yeah, yeah. 2.09%. Top 40, 2.09% as well, 980 points in the green. Uh, we have energy shares led higher by the likes of Sassel, that index up 3.55%. Healthcare up 2.69% after this medic- uh, medical announcement. Uh, financials, banks having a good day up 2.52%. Industrials up 2%. Basic materials up one8 And on the downside, it's a lagger. It's still in the green, though. Utilities only up 0.77%. Nice morning. Long may it continue. Nick Kunzer, thank you very much for your time. That was the opening. Nick Kunzer is from Sundown Private Wealth. He'll be back with myself and David Shapiro for the 5 o'clock shadow. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.